This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith, and today I'm with Daniel Gruber. I believe that's correct. Yes. Uh, Daniel, you're either a guy who really likes garbage or really hates litter. <laughs> well, I would say I really hate litter, and I really love the earth. Okay, uh, some of our listeners might have seen you in the newspaper or maybe perhaps in person standing out, uh, maybe in front of a night market or someplace, dressed in garbage. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. Uh, Can uh, we you explain? Were doing, yes. Well, we were doing our campaign, and um, we were just trying to get a little bit more people to pay attention. So I started collecting, um, I was finishing my contract at my elementary school, and I just started noticing all the kids carry their food to school every day in a new plastic bag, like with three or four of them. So I just started picking them up around campus, and I started creating a costume. And I figured when I started my campaign, I'd just start visiting places dressed in garbage to see if people would pay attention to the issue. And we got a lot of attention. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, what was the like main reaction that you got? Shock and awe. Like, uh, people <laughs> completely stopping in their like footsteps and staring. Uh, many people wanted pictures. Uh, a lot of people thought it was funny. I was really kind of worried at the night markets. Um, some of the vendors might be insulted, but uh, they seemed more amused. I think everyone really realizes the issue. It's just um, complacency, like getting people to change what they're doing because it's easier. Right. Uh, I've, I've often felt that uh, many times people in Taiwan are not deliberately malicious or, you know, th their intent is not is not wrong. They just perhaps just had never considered the idea. Do you feel that way? Oh, of course. The people have been outstanding. They're so supportive and helpful. Not once was this ever like an attack against Taiwan because, like, I'm from America and Hawaii, that we have our own issues with plastic. Sure. And um, the whole world does. It's just, as the future generations, we need to show these students and the kids. We just need to be an example. Sometimes you just need it thrown in your face. And um, I thought I found a fun way to kind of shock and awe people to pay attention to our cause. So are you specifically targeting plastic, or you're just generally uh, looking to reduce the amount of garbage that's just everywhere in many parts of Taiwan? That's not Taiwan, the world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. keep saying, this is all, uh, why do you do this for Taiwan? I said, I'm not doing this for Taiwan, I'm doing it for the world. Um, this isn't a Taiwan issue, it's just right. the people here care. The people here are so friendly and... Um, I think they genuinely care about Taiwan and the world. And so I thought, for the first time, I've got an audience listening to me. Yeah, it's not just about plastic. Rethink's not just about, I hate plastic. My iPhone's made of plastic. It has plastic components. It put, puts us in sea exploration. It puts us on the moon. Right. We do need plastic, unfortunately. But um, it's all about just reducing what we use. Stop using the one-use plastic items like plastic silverware and straws and you know stop carrying your drink in a plastic bag we have hands <laughs> we can carry them and i understand i have a scooter too it's very convenient to just put your coffee in it and go um so i'm not just trying to attack plastic i'm just it's about environmentalism all the way across the board right it's and reduced. you mentioned uh, rethink that is sort of the the name of the movement that you're trying to to get going yeah we we were trying to find a name and I just kept using the word rethink over again in my sentences. And I was like, well, that's about perfect. And my friend, he does my translating in Chinese. And he's like, well, it makes sense in Chinese, too. So we kind of just ran with it. Right.
And you're based uh, down in Kaohsiung, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm a, a master uh, IB, uh, international business, MBA student at uh, NY, NSYSU, Zhongshan Un- University. Uh, I don't know how long you've been in Kaohsiung, but uh, Kaohsiung has made some incredible leaps forward as far as uh, beautification of the city, parks, and all that sort of stuff. If you'd been there 15, 16 years ago, it was uh, much more of a, of, a, of a wasteland, if I can be so blunt. Yeah, no, I've seen a documentary, actually, um, on the, I guess you would say, rejuvenication, if that's a word. <laughs> I, I like think. it. <laughs> yeah, cleaning up um, Kaohsiung. Um, it's amazing. Um, the, the green, the, the green, greenness of the city, you would say, um, yeah. what they're trying to do, their ideas, I think it's great. I was living in um, the Shanghai area of China before I moved here, and when I moved to Kaohsiung, I was just ecstatic by um, how green it is. Not not just green environmental, but how many trees are in the city, uh, just the people with their plants outside. I think um, they've really remained connected to the earth, I guess you would say. The people here are still connected to the farmland a little bit. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Eric Smith reporting for ICRT. Please note that all Taiwan Talk episodes are available as podcasts on iTunes or the ICRT website. This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Eric Smith, and thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk. Daniel Gruber is a Kaohsiung-based student and the founder of Rethink, a group dedicated to rethinking our lifestyles in the hope of reducing waste and cleaning up this litter-strewn planet. Daniel got a bit famous in Taiwan recently after pictures of him dressed in an outfit made entirely of plastic bags and other garbage he and his friends had picked up went viral. I recently had a chance to speak with Mr. Gruber about his cleanup efforts and the philosophy behind his group Rethink. I was reading an article somewhere where I believe your group went to a single beach in Taiwan and managed to walk away with 200 kilos of garbage. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, um, it was quite immense. Just so much trash. Um, we were at the Gongliao, and we, uh, we, had about, we couldn't count the people. There's too many. We think about 500 volunteers showed up, and... Um, it was just immense. It just kept coming and coming and coming. And the people, it was extremely hot. And we were all burning under the sun. And um, I was very shocked at how hard the people were willing to work for our group and for me. Um, they were just sweating and dragging up some terrible things, like from, what do you call it, pregnancy tests <laughs> to other nasty items that shouldn't be on a beach to uh, lots of syringes. Yeah, yeah, I've actually unfortunately been to the Wanli and Gongliao beaches on more than one occasion, and I don't let my children run around barefoot there. No, um, honestly. And the beaches, unfortunately, it's not just Taiwan. If you look at uh, places like India, and it's just these, um, actually, the beaches that people don't typically go to, if you look down in Kenting, they're maintenance, they're cleaned up. So a lot of the Taiwanese don't really understand the world predicament. They don't really understand what is becoming of the beaches because the ones that the popular ones are maintenance and so when i traveled around taiwan last summer by motorcycle i i'm being from an island i like to explore the places where the tourists aren't right and i just started seeing just immense amounts of trash and i don't think it's from the taiwanese people i think it's washing up the majority is washing up from the ocean so as you said before this is truly a global issue no, just it's it, we're getting in in uh, Hawaii now too. It's washing up, and with the uh, the catastrophe in um, Japan, Fukushima, they've got the radiation and there's still debris from the tsunami. Um, 
it's, plus yes. that garbage island that's floating around the Pacific that's like the size of Texas or something. Yeah, it's between Hawaii and um, uh, America, and it's, um, it's I've I've well, of course, I've never seen it, but I've heard read stuff about it, and they have um, mutated animals living on there now, like crabs and the seabirds, the albatross are eating it and dying in rapid numbers. Um, it's just it's an expanding problem, and you know I think about if I have children, you know. I'm 30 years old now. What's going to, what's the world going to be like in 30 more years? Because when I was a kid, it wasn't like this. Yeah, and, and you, uh, we have Kending, right, in southern Taiwan, which is like the crown jewel of Taiwan. And when I first came here as a, a young man, none of the major hotels existed and where the, uh, the, they are today, goats used to graze along there. But the main issue that I seem to have with th- this area is a lack of understanding that you, you only got this one spot, you know, you've, how can you not see that you've got to protect the, the last little jewel that you have, you know? The one thing I came to um, realize throughout this is the future generations, the children, they really understand. Um, they're, they're, um, it's more international now. People are on the Internet more. They're seeing what different parts of the world look like, and information can spread faster. Look, we organized this whole thing off of one photo snapped of me on accident at Shaliocho, uh, and I was just snorkeling, having a good time with my friends, and I just bring a bag and I pick up the trash because, honestly, I don't like it touching me when I'm swimming. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so I just pick it up, and within like, a couple days, 7,000 people had shared it. And I, people are like, oh, did you, I saw your picture on the internet. I was like, ashamed. I'm like, <laughs> in my swimsuit, like, not even smiling, like, totally um, candid. But, um, yeah, with that inf- information being able to be shared, we're able to reach people and one group I, we really need to reach out to, honestly, I hate to say, is the fishermen. Uh-huh. A lot of the fishing ports were really bad with lots of beer bottles, lots of um, different items, fishing items, nets, uh, the different things for oyster farming, the styrofoam. Um, just we need to reach out to them because I think they would really honestly care. If, you, if someone came up with an economic solution to make them realize that they rely on the ocean, they need it to feed their families, to make money, to send their kids to college. But they need to realize that if we keep abusing the oceans, they're not going to be fish in the future. Right, and of course, uh, if that doesn't work out, which uh, it it might not, the uh, the other plan you mentioned, I think, is uh, probably the most successful one, getting the children. Yeah, well, we have to start with the children, whether it's any type of civil rights movement, environmental movement, it's all about education. Thanks for tuning in. You can find more info on Rethink by searching for the group on Facebook. Reporting for ICRT's Taiwan Talk, I'm Eric Smith.